Welcome to the Kingstonist Podcast, a daily look at news, sports, and all things Kingston. Brought to you by Taylor Audubon. For the last couple years at Taylor Automall, we've been searching for the best loyalty program for our customers. While I'm more than proud to announce our partnership with Canada's most recognized loyalty program, the Air Miles Reward Program. You can now get Air Miles Reward Miles on new and used eligible purchases, finance and insurance products, service parts, accessories, and more. You heard it right, we now offer Air Miles. Taylor Automall and Air Miles, together we will take you anywhere. Terms and conditions apply. Please contact us for more details. And welcome to 15 Minutes With, brought to you by the Taylor Auto Mall. And I'm thrilled to be joined by a, a, a longtime friend and former colleague of mine, Nancy Hunt, who uh, Kingston uh, radio listeners will remember as Nancy Slater uh, from, hey, uh, back, <laughs> from back at K-Rock. Well, welcome to 15 Minutes With, Nancy. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing really good. I'm just, uh, you know, hanging out in Ottawa and... Uh, working from home since March 17th. Yeah, I wow. work at uh, a station called Magic 100 here, and I'm the music director and and on air. It's been uh, kind of a weird year. <laughs> so let's go back. Uh, well, let's go back a long way. So if if you go up Highway 11 past uh, Huntsville and Berks Falls and South River, uh, before you get to North Bay, you come to a place called Trout Creek, and that's <laughs> where Nancy is is from. And then and uh, you did you grow up in Trout Creek? Uh, well, I was born in Mississauga, yeah, and we lived there till I was like two and a half, three, and then my dad didn't want to bring us up in the city, so oh, really? he, yeah, he bought a a gas station and restaurant. Sorry, excuse me. <clears throat> he bought a gas station and restaurant in this little town called Trout Creek, population six hundred, and uh, and that's where I grew up, and like kind of like a, a great little town. Yeah. So, and, and did you develop your love of music and theater intro Creek or did that come later when you went to college? Um, I, I feel like I was always involved in theater in school. Like even from, like I remember doing a little play when I was in kindergarten and always loved singing. And um, so I did theater kind of all the way through high school and was always, always, a, a music lover and I got that from my parents like first thing that went on in the morning when they got up was the radio and um country and western so I was <laughs> <laughs> raised on George Jones and Conway Twitty and Tammy Wynette you Not know a bad way to grow up um, Nancy <laughs> yeah yeah you know I I still love the the old school country stuff um so yeah, so I definitely got that love of music from my parents. My dad played guitar and would sing and um, you know, yeah, so musical family for sure. And then you went to college in, in North Bay at Canador and, and it says in your profile uh, that you uh, studied the art of drinking. <laughs> <laughs> That's good for you. And I just yeah, there's so few of us that, that, that look at it as an art form. <laughs> well, and who didn't study drinking in college? <laughs> Right. Um, and especially in radio, like <laughs> and, and were you, you were in the radio program at Canada. Yeah, I started off in radio and but I actually graduated with a degree in broadcast journalism. I switched over just because of the opportunity to do TV 
in that program. Um, I was by no means uh, a news hound. I actually <laughs> hated that aspect. Um, and even my course coordinator hated me. <laughs> oh, my God. We, we used to have a weekly current events test. And I remember him saying to me one day, he's like, Nancy, just pick up a newspaper. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, but I'm not really interested. And, you know, thankfully, I ended up falling back onto the, the jock side of things as opposed to news. And then after that, is that, and you, you, when we met you uh, years ago, you had been in Belleville. Did you, was Belleville your first gig? No. So I did my placement in Muskoka and um, I've actually worked in Muskoka three different times. And it was the second time um, they were flipping the radio station from um, kind of like an adult contemporary station to a rock station. Um, called the Moose, and um, I went in to chat with an old friend of mine that still worked there. I was on vacation visiting some people that I knew in in Gravenhurst, and so there was this new management team that had brought in been brought in for the station, and one of those people was G Glenn Williams. And what I didn't know at the time, I had been out of radio at that time for a couple of years. I'd gone back to school. And uh, so I was chatting with my friend and he's like, you know, they're looking, they're looking for some announcers. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to get back into radio. And then I, I sat down and chatted with these guys and they were really cool, really great energy. And I ended up back in radio. And, and Glenn was one of the guys. Wow. And then, and then you, after, after that went to Belleville. Yeah, so I went back and forth between Belleville twice, and it was when I was back in Belleville the second time. You've been there about um, five minutes, and Glenn called you. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I hadn't even made my three months probation, and I get this call, and they put him through to the on-air studio. And so I pick up the phone, and it's like, Hey, it's me, Nancy. G. <laughs> <laughs> it's G. And I was like, I knew exactly why he was calling because I had read in this, it's called Milkman Unlimited. Um, it's like this radio. Um, it's the radio newspaper. Yeah. yeah. And I had, I had read an article that he was go going to be the program director of this new rock station in Kingston. I thought, oh, that's really cool. Just down the road. And I, at the time when I read it, I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll get to see him because I hadn't seen him in probably like four years, I think, at that point, maybe longer. And, uh, and yeah, so he calls me, so how are you liking it there? <laughs> and I knew right away that he was kind of fishing to see, um, if I might be interested in a gig. And, uh, so we chatted and I'm like, look at, I'm not, you know, I just got here. I'm not looking for a, a new job, but it'd be really great to see you and just like have a drink. So he's like, yeah, come up to Kingston. So I went and uh, he showed me around the studios, which weren't even finished yet. Like everything was just kind of framed in and they were loading music like Mad Men to get ready for the mm -hmm. launch that was going to happen in a couple of weeks. And uh, so we went out for a drink and all night he's like, 
so what do you think? <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm really not looking for a job, Glenn, but this like looks really exciting. And uh, and then I remember at one point I just said, and you know, honestly, I'm just not interested in being a talking head anymore, like meaning just only being an on-air personality. Sure. And so he looked at me and he's like, well, what would you want? And I thought, oh, this is kind of interesting. And it, so I was just ballsy and I went, well, I want to be music director. And he said, well, who said you can't have that? And I went, you're two weeks away from launch and you don't even have a music director <laughs> <Or> yet? <laughs> that was G, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, no, no, don't. I haven't filled that position yet. And um, so we just ended up chatting for the rest of the night. And I remember leaving and him kind of asking me once again. And I went, I just, I don't want to burn bridges. I feel really bad. But I remember driving back to Belleville and the whole time I was driving, I just went, I was saying to myself, Nancy, if you pass this up, you're going to regret it. And so I got up the next morning and the first thing I did was call Glenn and I'm like, I'm in. And he said, okay, well, you don't have to convince me. I know how great you are, but I need you to send us a tape for our owner, John Wright. So somehow I pulled a show out of my ass that afternoon and like FedEx to cassette tape because th- that was yeah, still, was still like, cassettes in those days. It was still yep. cassettes. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, and he called me back after they got the package and he's like, yeah, John loves you. And uh, yeah. And then that the rest is, is history. And yeah. I was, I was there for the launch two weeks later. That was a good party. And, and I, I remember there was a, uh, like a, a sort of a lot of people got together at, at Grizzly Grill to sort of hash things out, how things were going to work, and that's when you got the name Nancy Slater. And I and I, if, if I uh, recall, it, it was our uh, buddy Taz that may have come up with that name. Uh, well, n- not exactly. So we were throwing names around the table that night, and we hadn't really decided on anything. And then I remember that it was kind of still up in the air. And at the time, um, I can't remember the name of the guy that was doing, um, all our ID stuff, but we had sent off stuff. Oh, to the him. guy in LA. Yeah. 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 So we had sent off stuff to him using Nancy hunt. And then we had just, um, just using Nancy in case we decided to change my name before the launch. And so sitting in my office, uh, and G comes in and he's killing himself. And he's like, you have to come listen to this. So I'm like, okay. So the guy had sent back some raw stuff to be built into these IDs. And one of them goes, you're K-Rockin' with Nancy Hunt. And later in the hour, she'll be joined by her husband, Mike. Mike, yes. And I was just like, <laughs> oldest joke in the book, right? Yep, like, thanks, yep. Porkies. So I, I was like, okay, that's it. It was the straw that broke the camel's back. I walked back into my office. I pulled out the phone <laughs> book. And I just started going through all these names. And I wrote down about five. And the next morning, we had a, a staff meeting. And I'm like, okay, guys, so here's the names. Like, whatever one you guys like the best wins. And and Slater was it. So that's what's what I've been going with ever since. And I just, I also remember it was like, <laughs> it was like, because G loved, like, 
different names on, well, like he went by G, yep. right? So yep. he, he was a big proponent of, yeah, you should have like a name that really stands out. And, and I remember him looking at me when I first got there and he's like, so you're, you're, you're going with Hunt? <laughs> <laughs> and I went, well, I've been using it, you know, for quite a few years now. And he's like, yeah, it's just, just not rock and roll. And that was, <laughs> that was G, right? Yeah. I remember being on the air with him and, and I was talking about Jeff Hunt, the owner of the Ottawa Red Blocks in 67. And this is on air. And he said, oh, Mr. Hunt, Mike's brother. And there is about yeah. three minutes of G and I just killing ourselves a lot. But I couldn't even talk because I couldn't believe he said it when we were on air. I mean, he was just fearless. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, so, so then, you know, the, the, the whole thing takes off. And we were a pretty cool little family for for uh, the first few years, there weren't there weren't a lot of changes in this, like, in in, a, in an industry where where the front door in terms of employees is, is usually a revolving door, especially in those days. Not a lot of people left. No, no, and it was a really great place to work because at the time, you know, it was still um, independently owned. Um, it, like G would come up with an idea. Yeah. And and you didn't have to pass it through legal or anything like that. No. And um, and it's one of the few stations I, I recall working at. And I say this because you were on the sales team where sales and on air kind of got along. Oh, and yeah. would actually yeah. hang out with each other, yeah. which doesn't happen at a lot of radio stations because there's usually like a huge disconnect between the two. Um. But it was just, yeah, it was like a fun place to work. And there was just so much hype surrounding the station when it launched. And um, and I think that we really kind of breathed a, a, like breathed a little competition back into the Kingston market. Sure, it was a know? breath of fresh air for sure because it was pretty stale prior, prior to K-Rock going on the air. Yeah, yeah. And um I it's still today one of my proudest radio accomplishments. Yeah. Like to, you know, it was one of the you know, you don't get a chance to launch a radio station every day. No. <laughs> and uh and it was a really, really exciting time. And then and the iconic show Nancy's Nooner was born. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. People still call me Nancy's Nooner. <laughs> like I didn't have a last name. Like <laughs> that became more of a thing than anything. And I remember I was, so after I left that radio station, I came back, I think it was about two and a half years later. I had left radio again. I just needed a break. And I was standing at the bar at the Grizzly Grill and some guy was standing next to me and he recognized me and he's like, oh my God, Nancy's Nooner. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, how do people even like still remember that? It's kind of funny. But oh, oh. Yeah. The, the all request show was its own yep. little beast for sure. <laughs> you know, it was a lot of fun. And, and, you know, as I said, you know, radio can be uh, a revolving door uh, and, and K-Rock was designed to be a stepping stone for people to come to Kingston and then go on to bigger markets but you were different in that you really got involved in the community here. You, uh, uh, and especially the theater community. You, you, I remember, uh, when we were together, uh, you know, you, it seemed like you were always in a play and doing a lot of stuff on the side in, in the community. 
Yeah, like I've always loved doing theater and it's one of the ways that I found it's it's a really great way to meet friends and and grow friendships, especially when you're moving around so much and sometimes it can be hard to kind of just meet people mm -hmm. that you have things in common with. So some of my best friends are still in Kingston and I met them through theater and Domino Theater in particular. I did quite a few shows with them and um, yeah, like the, Kingston had, and I say had only because of COVID right now, there's, you know, theater has been one of those things that's really been hit the hardest, but Kingston had a really great theater. Oh, it's, and still does. Yeah. It's, it's still, yeah. it's still huge. My other recollection is that uh, you had a lot of bands on your show. You loved interviewing, but, but um especially like I remember on the boat cruises and stuff, you'd get up and sing with the bands. You have a beautiful voice. Like you, you should have been a rock. You, you could have been a rockers <laughs> as, as much as you were an on-air radio person. Oh, well, I appreciate that. <laughs> I did. Um, I did kind of dabble a little bit. Um, when I was in Kingston, I had like a duo and a trio at certain points, but it was just, it's so much work to like, first off, memorize, like, you know, 50 songs, yeah. all the lyrics and everything. So I was never that dedicated, but I've always loved getting up on stage and singing. And um, I have some great memories of, of working with uh, with some really great musicians in that city. There's a lot of talent there. Oh, there is. And it's, again, like theater, it's a very vibrant, uh, there's a really vibrant scene here. And it's, and it's, you know, and it's still chugging along even through COVID. I mean, people are doing... Uh, uh, live streaming, but, uh, you know, I, I, my friend Emily Fennell was doing the live stuff at the, at drive-ins and Sarah in Westport this summer. So it's still, it's still, it's still clicking along despite all the hurdles it's got to overcome. Yeah. Oh, I love Emily. I remember, <laughs> you remember band slam? Oh, absolutely. So Emily won one year yeah, and right. she was like six or seven months pregnant yeah. <laughs> when we sent her to Toronto <laughs> For the big competition, um, yeah, oh, that wouldn't have stopped her. It wouldn't have phased Emily at all. <laughs> no, no, it was, it, that was great. That was one the one time of year that I hated the most, though, to be honest with you, because these fan bases of the bands, if they didn't win, Ooh. like I was looking over my shoulder every night yeah. when I walked to my car. Yeah, yeah they, they were they they really all every band came with a with a with a following. And yeah. that was one of the things we even discussed. Like we, we, you know, when you don't pick such and such a band, you're alienating people from the radio station for a bit. Uh, you know, people eventually come back, but yeah, there were, there, sometimes there were some, there were some hard feelings sometimes. Oh yeah. And then we had the, like the online K rock forum and it would always yeah. blow up around that time of year, people coming on and just. <laughs> the same thing happened. We did, uh, we did get the gig. Uh, for the morning show too, that, that, that created a, um, there was a lot of emotion behind that, especially when it got down to the finalists. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but, so <laughs> you're bringing back some memories. Yeah. <laughs> so you're in Ottawa now and, uh, you have, you've had, you're with magic and, and you've had to make the adjustment to working at home that, that cannot be easy being a music director and, and being, and, and, and working in the radio industry from home. It's got, it's a, yeah. it's got to be a huge challenge. It was crazy. So I've been working from home since March 17th. March 16th at about one o'clock in the afternoon, um, I remember uh, 
the program director for our country station coming up because Connie, our program director, um, wasn't in the building at the time. And she's like, yeah, so um, as of tomorrow, we are all working from home. Wow. So we have to flip the clocks. We have to put remote VTs in. Here's how it's going to work. And I remember coming home, logging in remotely through my laptop and having to change all of these clocks. And um, as of the next morning, the morning show, the two people on the morning show were in studio. And then our um, midday drive and myself were broadcasting from our homes, just like literally talking into our phones. Yeah. Wow. And do you have a mic set up now at home? Do you have a, a better setup? Yeah. So I, I do have a, a microphone now. It took a little while <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to get it. Um, but it's actually kind of surprising the sound quality you can get just from um, recording into a phone. Uh, we use a um, an app. It's called Report IT. Um that's that's really user friendly and super easy to do. Um, so it's you know it's it definitely has its challenges. I know with me living in an apartment building, there's always an issue with noise. Sure, uh, especially in the summer. Like I had to close all my windows and everything and turn off my air conditioner <laughs> when I was when I was recording my break. So that that can get a little frustrating. And also, it's just been super isolating. You know, like yeah. I I live alone and. Um, I've taken things really seriously. I don't want to chance anything. So I can count on my two hands the number of contacts that I've had since March. Well, I, I, you know, I've spent some time in Ottawa. And uh, yeah, there, it's it's uh, it's it's a much hotter spot than Kingston, for sure. And, oh, uh, definitely. Yeah, it, it's... Uh, it, it's uh, I remember the first time I went to Ottawa was in March and staying downtown. And it was literally, the downtown was abandoned. Yeah, it's. Um, I got out yesterday for a walk. Um, I hadn't been out in a little while. I messed up my foot uh, about a month and a half ago, and so I hadn't really been out. And like it was, it was pretty active in the summer, but now that the cold weather's hit, it's... I was kind of shocked again at how few people were out when I was out on my walk. Well, Nancy, we wish you we wish you the best of luck. It's great to hear your voice again. Uh, we always had, I always had a lot of fun working with you, and and I really appreciate your time this morning. Oh uh, well, thank you. Uh, it was always great to work with you as well, Tim. And it's so nice to just chat and catch up. Some yeah. great memories. Thanks. Well, when this is over, uh, I remember a few years ago, you and I and Scott Tucker had a had a couple of drinks one night, and hopefully, we'll be able to do that again uh, this coming summer. Yeah, that would be great, man. Oh, thanks, Nancy. All right.